0: You are listening to the Fly the W 670 podcast. This is season one episode number 46. We're calling this one Schwarber's Tacos as the World Series is underway. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mullion Haw show on 670 the score. Of course, it is your radio home for Chicago Cubs baseball and I'm joined by my buddy Crowley Crowley. How are you on this Sunday night?
1: Well, my stomach's not doing too good. I've I've realized there's a reason I don't go to Taco Bell anymore, but I had to because Kyle Schwarber earned me a taco. Uh, You can follow me at Crawley's Cubs on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FlyTheW670. And you can follow us on Facebook at FlyTheW and email us with any questions or comments at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com.
0: All right, before we get into uh, Schwarber's Tacos, though, and some of the fun stuff, as the uh, World Series has gotten Games 1 and Games 2 under wraps now, we have to get into some uh, not-so-great news. We, we dove into this a little bit, the uh, last podcast, Crowley, but now we've got official uh, news on Alexander Canario.
1: Yeah, you know this is uh, really, really a tough break, and 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 it was unbelievable. No pun intended. Um, no, pun intended. no pun intended. Alexander Canario playing in the Dominican Republic. Um, like I talked about on the last podcast, if we weren't talking about Matt Mervis, the big conversation would be about Alexander Canario. He had an absolutely great season, and a lot of people believe that he was going to be a key piece as far as trade bait for the Cubs. Uh, to get themselves a, a young starting pitcher through the trade market um but it is a severe ankle break and a shoulder dislocation he should be in chicago right now he's going to have surgery on the ankle and then a week later he's going to have to have soldier, uh, surgery on the shoulder so this is this was just an absolutely devastating injury for you know again one of those freak injuries where kind of like hit, hits off the hip off the bag trying to beat a ball out and just kind of lands on his side really awkwardly. And it was just a horrible thing to see. And now to make matters worse, we have infant, uh, more information on Brennan Davis. Um, you know, we talked about Brennan Davis. He was uh, had the nerve issue in his back. He went to the AFL to get some more at-bats, you know, because he missed so much of the season, pretty much three quarters of the season. Um, you got to remember with Brennan Davis – my understanding, and I think many people had the same understanding, was you know, see how he does in Iowa. He does good right around the middle of, uh, right after the All Star break. You take a look at calling him up and DFAing Hayward. Or you know, now Hayward got injured and he was you know unable to play the rest of the season. But that was the belief of what was supposed to happen. Maybe there would have been some crossover where like Hayward would have stayed and been like a backup pinch hitter type thing. And kind of teach Brendan Davis the ropes. Um, but he had that ner- back issue, in, uh, nerve issue in his back. And so, you know, he got that taken care of. He got to, you know, play a little bit in the minors and he started to heat up um, at, towards the end in September. Um, but then he was going to be in the AFL and he starts out the AFL great. He hits two homers. He's leading the league in uh, slugging. Everything's great. But after the fifth game, he gets pulled, uh, that he appeared in, he gets pulled, and they told us nothing for a while, right? All of a sudden, he doesn't play. Then they said general soreness. What does that mean? Well, we didn't know what that meant, and we were hoping, you know, maybe little dings or bruises or something. Nope, it's because of back tightness, okay? So the Cubs don't believe it's the same issue as what happened over his uh, 2022 season. So unrelated to what they believe, but they're working to understand what the problem is, and so now th- this is a, a big concern here because Canario probably profiles better as a left or right fielder, but could easily he could play center field, and and Brennan Davis could play center field, and so we've talked about Ian Happ in left, we've talked about Suzuki and right, and the possibility those guys stay in there, and have you need a center fielder, and the Cubs just have an awful, awful history of developing center fielders. Like, you can sit there and think about every position and think of somebody great that the Cubs had at that position at one point in time. Center field is is awful. It is absolutely like – it is just so bad for the Cubs. They just cannot develop them. And so, as you kind of start to pencil in your 2023 lineup, you know, there was going to either probably be some competition between Alexander Canario and Brendan Davis or – Obviously, the need is to have a top-of-the-line rotation arm, and Canario would have been the bait for that. And now this really throws things off because when you start taking a look at the free agent market now, that's something that you were hoping you wouldn't have had to worry about, center field, right? But the Cubs just absolutely, it was abysmal in center field this year, and they can't do what they did the last year again. Right.
0: Now, maybe the Swiss Army knife, Crowley, maybe he is the – now heir apparent in center field, right? Maybe he is the guy that you pencil in there to start the season off in center field. What do you think of that idea?
1: When you're talking about Christopher Morel, it's, uh, I guess I'm of the mindset is that I am tired of kind of Swiss Army knifing my way in center field. When you see a good center fielder, right? They instinctively, a lot of times you don't even have to see them dive or do anything crazy because they are immediately where the ball is. There's like an instinct, Right. And I'm, I, it's just been like nonstop. I mean, Dexter Fowler probably the best last good center fielder that the Cubs have had. Okay, Dexter Fowler hasn't played since 26 That's six years ago, Dustin. And that's then a when long you a lot,
0: yeah. Band-Aids, a lot of band aids, a lot of band aids since Dexter Fowler.
1: Right, and when you go before Dexter Fowler, right? What, what, what do you have? I'm, I'm like I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and there's not much. Well, like, the you know, Cubs
0: fell in love with a guy, Crawley, right? The the Theo Jed era fell in love with a guy, and he just didn't work out. Right. I mean, that that's one of the problems is that they used a high draft pick on a guy and he did not live up to the hype and he's bounced around and he's no longer here. And we have the gaping hole and Hayward wasn't able to make the switch. Hayward, that was another thing they thought, well, we'll, we'll, we'll move Jason Hayward over here. He's the goods. And obviously he's no longer a cup.
1: Yeah. And, and so that's just the situation right now that we find ourselves in. And then to add insult to injury, pun intended, Um, Mark Gonzalez of the sun times reports that Miguel Amaya is still in a walking boot using a crutch. He's recovering from a fracture on his foot. So it's just another guy that has, lost. I mean, so you got to remember 2020 COVID year, right? So all of these young guys lost a year of development. And when you talk about Miguel Amaya, he had Tommy John surgery, lost, lost another year of development. Now he has this foot injury and he's losing more time as far as development. Um, this guy was the uh, – is was their goal – you know, the guy they were looking at is hopefully stepping up a few years ago. My, my guess is when people ask, well, why didn't they have more extension talks with Contreras? Well, part of the thought process was probably Miguel Amaya will fit into that. And so now you have Canario, who my guess will not be ready by spring training. Brennan Davis, who I don't know exactly the extent of the injury, but, you know – he obviously, you know, he's struggling to swing a bat, so you know, that's not good. And then you have Amaya and and the one thing though from that article with Mark Gonzalez from the Sun Times is that he he talking about his relationship with Wilson Contreras. And one of the things he was saying with Wilson was like, you know, they would have conversations and Wilson kind of was very much talking to him about you got to be ready, you know, cuz I don't know what's going to happen if I'm traded or if I hit free agency, you got to be ready to step in. And um, Amaya said Contreras means a lot to me. He talked about how to control everything on and off the field, like preparing for a game, calling a game, adjusting to situations, just trying to control everything you can, even with fans. So I mean, once again, Wilson kind of showing what he's worth off the field, huge. not just huge. not just on oh, the field, huge. but off the field, right? Like right. this is the guy that's that you know, was going to take his job. And here he is giving him advice on how to get better. And so, you know, I don't know, like, you know, we aren't privy to everything and maybe there's something Wilson did. Absolutely horrible. Right. I have no clue. All I know is, is right now your, your plan for catcher doesn't look like it's really paying off. You're going to have to somehow address that center field issue. I don't think morell is an everyday center fielder. And I don't think that's a solution. And so maybe it is time to maybe rethink that Wilson Contreras uh, contract. And, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, the Cubs may sit there and let him test the market. And then who knows, maybe if, if he doesn't see what he likes in the market, the Cubs can offer him a little bit more than what he got in the market. But I personally right now, when the season, before the season ended, I understood what they were doing and I understood, okay, maybe Wilson Contreras, you know, we can, you can move on from him. Now I'm starting to question that a little bit and thinking to myself more that the Cubs need, uh, you know, there's a lot of holes right now with that center field hole opening up again, wouldn't be bad to have Wilson as a DH catcher, some sort of hybrid.
0: Well, I'm just hoping that, uh, he ends up taking the nineteen point six five or nineteen point eight, whatever the nineteen plus million dollars in that qualifying offer. I hope it's uh, ends up being enough, and they get him locked up for at least one more year. And then hopefully during the season they could work on something a little bit uh, more long term, if you will.
1: I just I can't see him. I mean, he has to test the market. Uh, he has to. Know, test he's going to test he's, it. I just yeah. think
0: I just wonder. I just wonder if there's going to be a, a, a five year. Hundred million dollar deal. I don't think there's a five year hundred million dollar deal out there for him. If there is, fantastic. Good for him. I'd be happy for him, but I think that team would be severely overpaying for him.
1: I think the smart bet for everybody involved is a one of those deals that's a short term deal with the opt out, similar to what car now, obviously not Carlos Correa money, you get what I'm saying? But he you know, or something like Rodon got along the way, something that Correa got along the way, where you're there for a year and then you can opt out, right? And if you want, you can opt in. So like some sort of three year deal, let's say three years, 60 million with an opt out after the first year.
0: Yep. I like that idea. I could I could I could live with that. That makes a ton of uh, baseball sense to me.